0: Hallelujah. Amen. I got in a stare down with the devil. Can you turn me up just a little bit? I got in a stare down with the devil Friday night. You know, I knew that we had done something powerful at the TV station. And I knew that when you do something for God, the devil can't stand it. But I'm okay with him can't stand in my life. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with getting attacked. I'm not afraid to be attacked. I'm not afraid of what's going to happen to me because I know what's going to happen to me. (laughs) Y'all need to grab a hold of that today. I know what's going to happen to me. Do you know what's going to happen to you? Do you live scared? Do you walk around petrified? Do you wonder about, oh my God, they don't like me, or this person don't like me, or or what I do is going to, oh, they might not like me if I pray in school. They might not like me if I bring a Bible to work. They might not like me if I go to church. The heck with what people think. I'm here to please God. I'm here to please God, not man. I knew when we did something amazing. I knew when we did something amazing at the radio, I mean at the TV station. And I'm not bragging. I just said, let God be the one that gets the glory. I was so nervous, so nervous, so nervous. And afterwards, Lita and Mary and Vicki told me that the people that were running the cameras were crying, that God was moving. The Holy Spirit was in that place. I knew that something was coming my way. Sometimes I know something's coming my way, but I don't expect it. Sometimes something comes our way and we don't know where it's coming from or how it happened, but it just shows up. Well, our son played football Friday night and Scott and Augusta said, Pastor Mark, we want to take you out to eat tonight for pastor's appreciation. And I said, all right, brother, where are we going to go? So we decided to go to Chili's. And we were sitting there having a good conversation, talking about life, talking about the Lord, talking about what happened on TV, talking about those people crying, about God getting the glory. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the devil showed up. He showed up in the form of a drunk. This guy was drunk out of his mind. And we got in a staring match. He, set, he, he walked up to our table, and, and let's just say this is him. Scott is sitting here, Augusta is sitting here. He makes his way between Scott and Augusta. And he is staring directly at me. And he says, "I'll ride a cycle with you. I'll ride a cycle with you." I said, "Scott's the one with the leather vest." <laughs> I said, "Get on the back of Scott's motorcycle. Ain't <laughs> get on my motorcycle, but Scott might give you a ride. I don't know. You hold a gas can. He might give you a ride, guys. I don't know. I don't know." But he got in between me and he got in between Scott and Augusta. But he was staring directly at me. I could just feel the evil presence in his life. Have anybody ever been around and done something so powerful you just feel the evil presence of the devil coming upon you? I've had him on top of me in my bed. I've had him come at me in my office. I was doing a Bible study at Connie and Vic's house, and you could just feel him coming through the windows trying to stop all the great things that God is doing. But this night we're at... Chili's, and we're there and and scott is here and augustus here and the devil's made his way between us and he says what is your name and what are you talking about i said my name is mark grimes and we're talking about jesus and he was drunk i mean he was just drunk evil drunk mean drunk well he put his hand on Augusta's leg and uh i saw scott's ponytail go straight up in the back Scott's ponytail went, (laughs) and I thought to myself, (laughs) I thought to myself, Scott is going to kill this dude if I don't do something. So Miss Augusta moved way away. She had already made her uncomfortable, and and Scott's there, so I slip up, and I go get the manager and say, hey, can you get this guy? We're trying to have a lovely meal. We're talking and stuff, and they came over there, and the guy said, you have a problem with me. And he just stared me down. I never looked away. I never batted down. I handed him my business card. I said, when you sober up and want to change your life, you call me. But it was a staring match. Scott, am I telling the truth? He was burning a hole in me. But I knew it was Satan. Because my life is going to please God. And when your life is going to please God, you're going to get attacked. When you're trying to be a good father, you're going to get attacked. When you're trying to be a good wife, you're going to get attacked. When you're going to church and you're putting money in those buckets and you're trying to see other people get saved, you're going to get attacked. Attacks are going to come. And that's the truth. So do we stop or do we keep pleasing God? Do we cower down or do we keep pleasing God? Man, I'm going to tell you something. This place would be full today. We'd have to build another sanctuary. This place would be busting at the seams if it was full of people who believed that pleasing God is more important than pleasing man. This place would be full. This place, I'm just going to be truthful with you. This place today would be full if we cared more about pleasing God than we did about pleasing ourselves. He said, I'll buy the whole table around. I said, the whole round table loves the Lord. We don't drink. I said, we don't compromise our testimonies. We'll never compromise our testimony. We'll never allow the devil into our ice boxes. We'll never allow the devil into our lives. We'll never allow the devil to come in again. Why? Because he's been there. And I've done that. And I've got the t-shirt. And I have danced with the devil. And I have done drugs with the devil. And I have been in the place that the devil's dwell. So I have no desire to go back to where I came from. The problem is, the problem is, and I'm going to preach if you'll listen. The problem is, you dance with the devil, but you still want to dance with God. You've got to make your mind up to please God. You've got to make your mind up, your heart, your soul to please God with everything inside of you no matter what the heck other people think. Hello. Welcome to Caney Creek Cowboy Church. I'm very honored to be in this place this morning. I believe that God is going to move in this place this morning. You know, our sole purpose for existing is not to please ourselves. It's not to please other people. I know that's contrary to everything we're taught in life, in society in general. We're to please ourselves. We're to please our flesh. We're to make sure we got a lot of friends, a lot of, a lot of buddies, a lot of good time upon us. But our sole purpose as a Christian is, is to please God. Today you're going to hear about how you can please God. Open your Bibles if you brought one to Hebrews 11. If you brought a Bible this morning. Cool, can I have any more monitor, brother? Hebrews 11.5 There's a man in the Bible and his name is Enoch and in the book of Hebrews 11.5 he had a testimony that pleased God. By faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. How would you like to escape death this morning? How would you like to escape death? How would you like to be raptured out of here right now, this moment, this time, this place? How would you like to escape that? How would you like to be Enoch? Hey, if that happened to him, he'll do it again today. If that happened to him, what he done for one, the Bible says that he'll do for the other. Enoch lived a life that pleased God. He escaped death. Man, can you imagine getting in your truck, turning on your KSBJ, throwing in a Todd Jordan CD, a CD of Pastor Mark preaching, Can you imagine getting in your truck and and putting a smile on your face thanking God for your day and you put that thing in gear and you get on 45 and you take off but you never arrive at your destination because your destination is coming to you. Y'all better think about the rapture for a minute. The rapture is going to go down like that. The rapture is going to go down like that, folks. There's going to be planes falling out of the sky because the the pilot was a Christian. There's going to be cars hitting the ditches and the bar ditches and running into non-Christians. There's going to be buses and trains and, and, and schools emptied because there are those out there that want to live a life that's pleasing to God and they're going to be called up like Enoch. Oh, I can't wait for that day. Hallelujah. Oh, I can't wait for that day. What if today is the day? What if today is the day, young lady? Are you ready? It's Not God's will that anybody's left behind. That's one of the most powerful things that can happen. That's one of the most powerful things that could happen. It's, It's your testimony. It's your testimony that pleases God. That's what I want to leave this earth with. That's what Mark Grimes pleased God. That's what I want to leave this earth with. Mark Grimes, please God. How about you this morning? Is that what you want to leave your testimony? Is that what your kids should know about you? That you please God. That you serve God. That you are in the church every Sunday. That you are helping the homeless. That you are helping somebody when they were in need. Athena, where's your little baby girl? Is she over yonder? Athena's little baby girl. What's her name? Sierra gave me a cross the other day she gave me a cross necklace beautiful cross necklace had diamonds and jewels and and it's something really fancy and pretty and she had wrapped it all up in tissue paper and she gave it to me the other day and my truck got robbed at Cavenders somebody had took and broke into my truck they had snapped the door handle and uh, Thursday they the day before I go to the, the the tv station they broke into my truck they tried to get my ignition they tried to steal my truck what the devil was trying to do is try to take me from an opportunity to get to an opportunity but god intervened if you're pleasing god god will always intervene so mary parks my truck at cavenders and she goes in to get me a new shirt she's in there getting me a new shirt and her whole bunch of stuff don't tell her i told y'all She's in there about 45 minutes, and, and, and she comes out, and my door handle's broken. My glove box is open. They ransack my truck. They, they get in there, and they take my money, and they take everything. I just had a little petty cash here and petty cash there. They got my Ray-Bans. I'm really mad about that, though. I'm really, I'm really upset about the Ray-Bans because I have some cool orange ones and some cool green ones, and I look really good in them, Dean. When I put them things on, I look sharp. I look like Junior Bonner. Best cowboy that ever lived. And I, uh, I, I was mad about my Ray-Bans, and I was at the auction. Mary was several miles away. I took a car that I, I was in. I drove over there to meet her. We called the cops. We did a police report. My old nature started coming back. How many people know that when something happens to us, our old nature automatically comes back? Oh, my teaching to honest people are liars this morning. Our old nature always wants to come back when something happens to us. I started saying them stinking crackheads. I can't believe them crackheads broke into my truck. I can't believe it. I'm just being real with you this morning. This happened Thursday. I was mad. I asked the cops. I said, can you check the video and see if we can catch them crackheads? I started calling them crackheads, crackheads, crackheads. Every word out of my mouth. Them crackheads. Them crackheads, I, I want to catch them crackheads. I can't believe it. You know that little door handle of mine's going to cost me about four or $500 to get fixed. Dang crackhead done broke my door deal, my brand-new truck. Why the heck? What's the matter with this crackhead? And so finally I'm having a, a moment. I'm in the flesh. I'm mad. I'm just going to be real with you. If you're coming to this church, you're going to get real. We're not going to get fake. If you want fake, there's one down the road. So I'm sitting there. I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm in the flesh. And we get all the paperwork done. Mary follows me back to the auction. We leave that car. We get in and I put, I'm driving. I I, I look down. My thing's all messed up. My thing's all messed up. I'm driving. First stop sign that I come to. There's a black guy there. And he fits the M.O. of a crackhead. He's dirty. He's filthy. He's begging for money. He looks like an Ethiopian. I told someone the other day, he looked like the guy from Captain Phillips. The, the guys who jumped on the ship, he looked that awful. He was skin and bones, had a frame of a man. He was bent over, sitting on the side of the road. and He had a little sign that said, give me some money or something. I didn't even read the sign. I just saw him over there, and I knew what I had said, and God had heard me what I said. And I was calling crackheads, the one that cried, And I look over there, and there's a guy who fits the M.O., and I heard the Lord whisper to me in my spirit. The Lord said, do good to those who persecute you. Do good to those who try to do evil to you. Matthew 5, I heard the Lord just start ringing it down. Do good to those who do evil to you. Do good to those. That's hard. When you've been molested, it's hard to pray for somebody who's molested you. When you've been abused and neglected and, and abandoned, it's hard. I'm just being real. It's hard. To do good to those. But I heard the Lord say, do good to those who persecute you. Do good to your enemies. I blew the horn. He was way across the street setting down. I motioned for him to come here. I rolled down my window and I took some money out. And he had a little styrofoam cup. And it was nasty and it was dirty, and it was filthy, and the top of it was gone. And It was about that much of it left. And it was nasty, and it was dirty, and it was filthy. And that little cup, and he stuck that cup in my window, and I put some money in that cup. And I saw that cross necklace that that little baby had given me. And I said, what do I want to be remembered for at this stoplight? What do I want to be remembered for in my life? I picked up that necklace, and I loved that necklace. He gave it to me, his keepsake. But the Lord said, give it to him. I reached over, and I said, here. And you would have thought, Jana, you would have thought I placed a gold brick in his hands. He said, oh, God, oh, God. He started shuffling. Oh, God, oh, God. I looked at him, I said, God bless you today. And a peace came over me. God took that anger away from me. God delivered me at that moment from what I was feeling. And God said, do good to those who've done evil to you. I, the light changed. I drove by as God is my witness. As God is my witness, Brother Lyle. He was putting that necklace on. And he was dancing. And he was dancing in the street. You see, Carl, I want to be remembered for pleasing God. Not catching a guy that broke into my truck. Not putting on my Harley uniform and my cowboy clothes and going out and stomping somebody. I want to be remembered for turning the other cheek, loving somebody, leading somebody to the Lord. I want to be remembered for taking and putting my feet down in the Jordan and laying down some of you and your children. I want to be remembered and called up for for a life that's pleasing to God, uh, being a husband, a father that's pleasing to God. One thing they asked me in the commercial, in the, in the TV show, where I was talking about my childhood and how I had been abused by my father. And one thing Pastor Rusty asked me, he said, what would your kids say about you if they were here? They would say their daddy loves them and that their daddy brought them to church. And that their daddy loves Jesus. You don't know, want to live a life that's pleasing. Enoch had this life. I'm not in a hurry, it's raining. Enoch had this life that was pleasing to God. Let me ask you a serious question. Now draw a circle and put yourself in it. Get off your wife. Get off your husband for a minute. Sit up and listen for just a minute. Let me ask you a real serious question. Is your sole purpose... As a follower of Jesus Christ to please God. Let me ask you a question. This week. With your life. With your time that God gave you. Did you please God? With your life. Over here on the left. I'm talking to you now. With you. And your life. And your time. Did you please God? In the center. With your life. The time that God gave you. Did you please God? Over here. You know if you did or if you didn't. You know if you run amok, acted a fool. You know if you cussed and gave all your money up for stuff that wouldn't bring any glory to God. I'm being real with you. To time today, this hour, this minute, this moment is a time that we make our minds up that we're going to live a life that's going to be pleasing and honorable to God. This life, this time, this hour. Unfold your hands. Get your purpose. Find your mission. Love your Lord. Serve him with all your heart. Make your mind up that drugs are not the answer. That alcohol is not the answer. That that your friends are not the answer. Because your friends, they'll abandon you. Their friends will leave you. But Jesus will never be a friend that leaves you or abandons you. So let me ask you a question. This week, with my life, with my time that God gave me, did it please God? This past week, did my life please God? If our sole purpose as a follower of Jesus Christ is to please God, what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian? It's so much more than walking down and saying a prayer and going back and sitting in your chair. It's so much more than raising your hand And accepting Jesus into your life. It's so much more than baptism. Being a Christian is so much more than baptism. It's learning to live a life that's pleasing to God. If you want a definition of what a true Christian is. It doesn't please himself. A Christian does not live to please everyone else. Touch somebody and say quit trying to please everybody. Touch somebody and say it like you mean it like a cowboy. The number one priority of a Christian is to please God, not everybody else. There are sometimes, as your preacher, I gotta tell you the truth. Sometimes you don't like to hear it. Sometimes I'm afraid to tell you. Sometimes I don't even like to do my job. But I do it anyway because I'm afraid of God, not people. Sometimes as a husband, you gotta shoot straight with your kids and your wife. Sometimes as a husband, you got to lead the house. They always say, happy wife, happy life. Well, happy wife, happy life comes after she follows the direction of a godly man. She'll never be a happy life or have a happy wife if she's not following a godly man. So if you made your mind up to be a godly man, and you're following God, and you're trying to please God, you're not always going to make the wife happy. You're not always going to make the kids happy, but that's okay. As for me and my house, we got to serve the Lord because we're pleasing God. And not ourselves. And I don't know where I got this little pencil, but it's cool. And, uh, and at the forefront, the most important thing that you can do is please God. Every time I engage in an activity, I ask myself, will this please God? Every time I engage in any activity, embark on any adventure, I ask myself, will this please God? If I'm gonna go to this rodeo, what can I do to please God? Me and Justin and Dalton went to Fired Up Productions rodeo a few weeks ago. We had a good time, the boys won the rope and we had a wonderful time. We were there, they were supposed to have cowboy church. The thing lingers on and on and on and on, and they're still trying to get to the short round. They hadn't done cowboy church. The owner walks by and said, Hey brother, when are we gonna do the cowboy church? What I was really saying is, hurry up. And he said, When are you gonna do cowboy church? Ain't you the pastor in Conroe? He said, when I shook your hand earlier, I knew you were supposed to give the message. I said, I'm ready. You see, in season and out of season, we got to live a life that's pleasing God. In season and out of season, when the boss cusses you, when they treat you like you're nothing, in season and out of season, none of you with small minds will ever grasp this. But you that are deep thinkers that love God and want to please Him will grasp the concept of forgiveness, and you won't hold grudges, and you'll let things go, and you'll walk in an anointing that you've never been before when you live a life that is pleasing and honorable to God. And I hope that just one of you would grab this, young or old, I hope that one of you would grab this. I got out there in that arena, and I preached the best I could. I wasn't worried what everybody was thinking, what I was dressed like. I showed up to a bull riding school the other day on my motorcycle. First time in my life I'd ever been in an arena in biker boots. Dalton gave the message, and I closed it out. I had on a Harley Davidson shirt, blue jeans, biker boots. Six people got baptized that day. The guy putting on the school gave his life to the Lord. I heard the enemy say, don't go out there in the micro boots. They're going to laugh at you. I heard the enemy say, man, they ain't going to get in. These are all bull riders and cowboys. You ain't no cowboy. What are you even doing here? I walked out there, did what I was called to do. Are you walking in God's anointing? Are you doing what God's called you to do? Did last week, did today, did, are you going to do it Tomorrow? Start living a life that's pleasing to God. To be a Christian means you live your life for one reason. And that's a big idea. And it's not being preached in churches today, but it's the truth. The only sole purpose you have on this earth is to please God. Christianity, Christianity, I'm going to say it right. Christianity is not going to make you happy all the time. But it will make you happy. Christianity will not bring blessings unto your life instantly but it will bring blessings into your life but pleasing God brings honor to your life favor to your life reward to your life maybe you'll never see it on this earth but we're just we're just aliens anyway we're just trespassers anyway this ain't our home What I need another buckle for? What I need another house for? Why I need another vehicle or a motorcycle or a promotion for? All those things are good, and when they come, we we say thank you, Lord. That we say thank you, Lord, when those things come unto us. But they're his to give us. And he rewards those who are pleasing to him. And this is a this is this is this is a mature message for mature ears. Immature people are ready to go right now. You're ready to go. You're fidgeting. You're thinking about lubies, what you're going to do in a minute. You're, 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 you can't even stand it right now. But mature people need to hear this. Your life needs to please God in all that you do. I didn't write that down. That came from God. All that you do is should please God. Christianity is not just to make you happy, but it does. It's not just to bless you, but it will. Christianity means I give up my own life. I'm no longer going to give my life to me. I give my life to Jesus. I'm no longer here to please myself. I'm here to please the Lord. That's why the Bible says that Enoch was raptured up. That's awesome. That's awesome. The rapture's not done, folks. The rapture's on its way. Enoch, man, he pleased God. He got out of here. Monday, I get the honor of doing the funeral for one of my best friends, Jerry White. His mama passed away on Thursday. Her name was Jewel White. She was just the salt of the earth. Faithful to church, helped build churches, loved God. I said, Jerry, what can I say about her? He said, tell everyone she pleased God. She pleased God. Will they say that about you, Jason Starr? jason Starr, please god will they say that about you donnie johnny please god will they say that about me mark Brown? please god that's what i want them to say about me and i don't want to lose my testimony and i'm not going to give it away for one night of happiness one minute of joy that's why it's so important to stay away from pornography you need to stay away from pornography children, sh- children You need to stay away from pornography. Some of you are getting on the internet when your mom and dad is not looking. Stop. The the Lord saw you and it's not pleasing to him. The Lord saw some of you getting on the internet looking at pornography and it's not pleasing to God. Turn the thing off. If you need trouble getting rid of that computer, I will bring over a baseball bat and I will beat it to death just like they did and fireproof. You need to live a life that's pleasing to God. He was taken up by God because his testimony, because he pleased God. It reminds me of what Paul said to Timothy. Look at this and I'm done. Look at this and I'm done. After I get done with the 50 things on the paper I gave you. 2 Timothy 2. Second Timothy two. Everybody's there, say amen. It's almost to the back of the Bible. Second Timothy two verse four. It reminds me of what Paul said to Timothy. 2 Timothy two, four, no one, say no one, entangles in warfare. Engaged no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Let me break that down for you in English. We don't get entangled in this life, in the miseries or the promises, we stay focused as a good soldier does in a battle because you're in a battle a spiritual battle i'm fighting for my kids how about you you fighting for your kids i'm fighting for my marriage how about you you fighting for your marriage you in a warfare folks don't got to keep reading the word is entangled the word is entangled all y'all getting tangled up in drugs, get out of it today. All y'all getting tangled up in gossip, get out of it today. All y'all getting entangled up in judgment, get out of it today. All y'all getting entangled in stuff you ain't supposed to be in, get out of it today. And the church ought to praise him right now because this is a message that you needed to hear. Joe Biggs, get up and hurry up and come forward real quick. Hurry up. Come on, son. Hurry up, son. You're like the oldest here. Come on. hurry son, hurry, come on, you were gaining a little belly eating bomb bombs on the couch when Nola wasn't working you, I got to get that off of you, you still look good though, you stud muffin, if you were to look all over this church, I'm not going to say if you were to look all over this church, which cross is my favorite, which cross is my favorite, go get it. This is my favorite cross in this entire church. I feel like my life is like this rope. Did I tell you that before church? To tell him the truth, did I? Did I say, Joe, I need you to come up and help me in a minute? He knows me well enough to know why this is my favorite cross. Because I could get in mess I could go back to who I used to be. I could, I could gossip and slander and, and, and hurt and abuse and make this about me. That's easy. But starting at the bottom and working my way to heaven, I feel like my life is like this cross. And I'm entangled in what Jesus wants me to be, pleasing him whatever the cost. Even if it gets tight. Sometimes I look at this and, I, and I'm preaching and I say, they don't even know how tight it is, how hard it is on me right now. My son had to get up and go to the hospital at, at, at 4 a.m. this morning. My, my, he had to go to the emergency room. I got two people that I love dearly in the, in the hospital. I got people that I'm going to be burying in just a few weeks and a few months and just a few days. And I got some of you going through some hard times, and we're trying to help. You don't understand, it's the entanglement in the cross that gets me through. Is your life pleasing to God? Thank you, Brother Joe. Is your life pleasing to God? Is it tangled up in the right things or the wrong things? this more. I'm done. Listen to me. So when we see the word entangled, you understand that this life is pulling us in so many different ways. Show me your pink paper you got. Show it to me. Hold it up where I can see it. If you don't have one, raise your hand. Do we have any more? Lita, when I slip up, I want you to go make another 50 copies. When it's over, girl, I don't want you to miss this either. Hold your paper up. If you need one, if you need one, we're going to make some more after church. You just get one from her. Slip down to the office. She'll have them. How can I live a life? I'm listening, listening, listening. Touch somebody and say, listen. Touch somebody and say, Listen. Y'all's a quiet bunch today. You can follow these instructions found in the Bible. Everything that Enoch did is what I put right here on this pink paper. Everything that Enoch did is what is found on this paper. If you want to be raptured out of here, if you want to be called up, if when you pass, you want to live a life where somebody's giving your eulogy and they say, man, Earl lived a life that was pleasing to God. Lita lived a life that was pleasing to God. Oni lived a life that was pleasing to God. And if you follow these instructions, like number one, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So when you're at your lowest moments, you got to please God. When you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know He is the light, and He made the tunnel. He is the tunnel. And he made the light, and he made you, and he's going to get you through. Number two, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. You want to be raptured out of here? Believe in religion, it won't happen. You want to be raptured out of here, follow man, it won't happen. You want to be raptured out of here, go on your good works, it won't happen. You want to be raptured out of here on how much money you put in our offering every week? Won't happen. It says right here, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I love that. Enoch believed that. He believeth on the Son of Jesus. He believed on the everlasting life. He believeth that he shall see life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, number six. Worship him, worship God in spirit and truth. Obey God rather than man, number eight. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. I want to challenge every mom and dad in this place to make their daughters and sons dress appropriate. I want to challenge every lady and every man in this place. I'm not telling you to go to 1962. But I'm telling there's great reward in that verse right there. Worship God in spirit and truth. Obey God rather than man. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Desire spiritual gifts. Ask God to give you gifts. Stand fast in the faith. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Be filled with the Spirit. Number 15, one of my favorites. Study to show thyselves approved to God. Number 16, let the Word of God dwell richly in your wisdom. 18, rejoice in the Lord always. Pray in the Spirit. Pray without ceasing. Quench not the Holy Spirit. Do everything you do for the Lord. In everything, give thanks. Every head bowed and every eye closed. That's your list. Lita's going to make some copies. That's your list. Why don't you memorize it? Why don't you study on it? Why don't you put two copies out there? One up high on the refrigerator for you to see, and one down low so your kids can start to learn. Why don't you put one in your husband's lunchbox tomorrow? Why don't you go to Kinko's and put some on your neighbor's door? The things that are found on this list are the things that get us out of here. And I'm ready to go. Come on, somebody, go with me. If you're here today and you've never prayed and asked Christ into your life, Maybe you've been entangled up in drugs so long. Maybe you're trapped right now in hatred and things happened to you as a child and you hadn't let those things go. You got a lot of bitterness and a lot of anger in your heart. Maybe you don't believe. Maybe you're here today and you got doubts. Even one of the disciples had doubts. But the Lord confirmed his doubts. His doubts. And set aside all his fears. Let's set aside your doubt and fear today and let you live a life that's pleasing to God. You see what this is today? Listen to me, church. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If I see one of you kids talking again, I'm coming down there. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You see what this is today is an opportunity, a free opportunity to get your life right with God. It's not going to cost you nothing but the truth. You see, the truth will set you free. Can you imagine how Enoch felt? He was walking around. He had some chores he had to do. He was thanking God for today. It was raining. It was pouring. He's thanking God his crops are going to be coming up. He was having a wonderful time. He was singing, oh, amazing. I don't know what he was singing, but he was singing something good like Todd sang today. And all of a sudden, God said, come home, child. God's ready for you right now to give your life to him. Will you do that right now? If you're here today, give your life to Jesus. Pray with me right now. Just say, Dear Lord, I give my life to you today. From this day forward, I'm going to serve you. I believe you died on the cross. You got to say this with me, and you got to believe it with your heart. You got to say, Lord, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Come into my life and save me. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've been entangled up in so many bad things, Lord. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. Come into my life. Say that with me and say it with passion. Come into my life and save me. Today, I make you my personal Lord and Savior. And I'm going to serve you from this day forward. If you prayed that with me, slip up your hands and let me see you. Anybody? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, glory to God. What a Sunday. Listen to me, church. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You, ten, that raised your hand. You join me in entangling your life around this cross. This favorite cross of mine. Now you're in there with me. Maybe today you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. Maybe today you say, Brother Mark, I was entangled in that cross. But I've walked away. I've started pleasing myself, Brother Mark. And I know I should be pleasing God. I know God that called me. The God that saved me, but I know that I'm not pleasing Him today. Say with me and pray with me that you're going to rededicate your life and start entangling your life in the right things instead of the wrong things for the last time. No drugs, no alcohol, no cussing. Living a life in your temple is good. Pray with me right now. Just say, Dear Lord, bring me home, Lord. I've been prodigal, Lord. I've been out here doing filthy stuff. Lord, I'm coming home. See me, Lord. Say that. See me, Lord. I'm coming home today. I'm coming to the cross. I'm entangling my life in you, Lord, today, this moment, this time. It don't matter if you're 70, 80, 90. It don't matter if you're 19 or 15 or 7. Tell the Lord you're coming home. And you want to be entangled in his life and in His work, and you're going to live a life that's pleasing to God. Say, Lord, I rededicate my life to You today. Pray that with me. Lord, I rededicate my life to You today, and I entangle my life in You. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.